Hello and welcome to the Maluli Asset Management Podcast. Today is July 29th, 2015. This is Brendan and today Tom and I are going to talk about the status quo bias and how you should not let it stop you from saving more money. So let's talk about this status quo bias. It really says that people tend to prefer doing nothing or just maintaining their current decision instead of, you know, making change. To summarize it, we fear change. Yeah. We don't like change. That's right. And everybody gets it when you put it that way. You know, we don't like to change. And this is another cognitive deficit that we have that's based on loss aversion. They just say, I'm just going to do nothing. Even if we know that doing nothing is ultimately going to hurt us down the road. Mm-hmm. We can all think of examples of you know times where we resisted change. I, I know that when Facebook or Twitter updates their app, usually get a slew of people for the first week complaining about how they hate the new app and they just want the old version back. Yeah. Um, or you know you could find yourself sticking to the same gym routine day after day, week after week, uh, for for no real reason. You're not getting any benefits out of it. You're just in the habit of using the same machines or hopping on the treadmill and doing the same amount of time or sure. the same program on the treadmill. Or even having the same thing for breakfast every day. I'm it's just a habit. 100% guilty of that. Sure. And we can we can also see this status quo bias uh, creeping into savings rates. This is uh, where it really can be dangerous. Yeah. So saving more of your income is, is perceived as a loss in the present because you have less money to spend now and that's never good. Nobody nobody likes losing cash flow. Right. We've seen just in meeting with people and talking with people that so many people either have a savings rate technically at or near zero or they've decided to set aside a certain percentage of their annual income. They set it back in their 20s and they've never changed it. You know and there's nothing wrong with that because a lot of retirement planning advice out there says that you need to set aside a percentage of your income every year and they've gotten the message so that at least they're saving something in that scenario but the status quo bias exists in in both of those scenarios the person saving nothing and the person who is saving a, a strict percentage of their income they're both accustomed now to spending whatever the other amount of money is whether they're spending everything and not saving at all or say they're spending 95 percent of their income they've become used to that used to that number and it it before we turn the microphone on this afternoon we were talking how this relates to parkinson's law you want to just walk through that real quick parkinson's law says that it's an old adage but it says that work expands to fill the amount of time available for its completion and I think that's pretty uh, relatable to savings rate and spending rate as well. Uh, I think our lifestyle kind of expands to consume the money that we make available to support it. If you have enough money to get the boat, you're going to get the boat. And why would you not? Sure. And one of the things that I've found, maybe it's a corollary, but one of the things that I've heard over the years is that people, not everybody, but a lot of people tend to spend a hundred and five percent of their disposable income so they kind of run out of money at the end of every month yeah, it's unfortunate but very true in a lot of instances and they're really not you know um, putting that money away for retirement they're going to need that and they all know it mm-hmm. so if we identify the status quo bias 
where we're saving nothing or we're saving a set, a set percentage of income, if we can identify that, that we're just sticking with what we're comfortable with and not changing it, I think there are ways to control it and potentially save more for retirement. Bernardsi and Thaler uh, have their Save More Tomorrow program, which relates to the status quo bias where we fear change and we don't want to change whatever we're doing right now. And it also relates to the present bias that says, you know, we have trouble weighing the importance of our future when we're faced with the present. So from one end of the spectrum in this, you, you have trouble saving for the future because you have expenses today and you're living right now and you want to spend your money and enjoy it. But if you actually flip around the scenario and get somebody to commit to saving more a year from now, they're more likely to do that than they are to start saving today because starting to save today means taking the money out of their pocket and putting it into the savings account or putting it into their retirement account today. Whereas in the future, it's just a hypothetical. Okay, right. next year, I'll, I'll say that I'm going to save 3% more of my income next year. Okay, that's great. That's a year from now. If you can get them to commit to that and then actually do it, it really does work. And when Thaler and Bernardi ran this, their case study on this, the savings rates really jumped, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, over a three and a half year period, they jumped from three and a half percent to 13.6%. The catch is that I think it re you need to come up with some kind of a system where this is automated. Right. So, okay, I can agree to increasing my uh, retirement contributions by 2% a year, 3% a year. Set that in some kind of a program, which a lot of large companies in America actually offer in their retirement plans, and then it gets done. Right. If you and leave it up to the person to do it, flip a coin. Who knows if they're actually going to end up doing it or not. Right. So also, if you work with an advisor, they can hold you to their promise and just say, oh, look, you don't have to worry about it. I'm going to do it for you. Yeah. We're going to increase year, that contribution. A year rate. ago, we talked about this. You just got your raise, and now we're going to set there aside some of the money. Yep. That works, too. Yeah. Any way that you can automate the, the process is going to increase its probability of success. Um, so Michael Kitsis, a really good proposal. You want to talk about that? His proposal was to spend 50% of every raise you get. Now think about that. I mean, we're, we're not talking about saving anything. Yeah. We're talking about spending. It's a good, a good use of framing there. But, right. but this is, I like the idea of this because if you say you save 10% of your income, that means you're spending the other 90%. If you get a raise and you continue at that 10% of your income being saved, that means that you're saving 10% of that raise and your spending increases by 90% right. so that your your cost of living is increasing at a rate that is far greater than what you're saving at. Yeah. And, and I think that's another example of Parkinson's law kind of applying to savings here. Sure, it just fills up. Your, your expenses tend to fill up what's left in your checking account on a monthly basis. Yeah. So, you know, instead, you know, take the approach where you're saving, where you're spending half of that raise and you're saving the other half of that raise. I mean, before we turn the, the microphone on, we were talking about how these numbers can really start to snowball exponentially. Mm -hmm. It's, well, if you're saving that much of a raise that you're getting, you're not only saving more, but you're slowing down your your cost of living, which right. is going to help in the long run. You're going to have more money saved, and it's going to cost less to finance your day-to-day -day living uh, in the end. 
It's always a big surprise for people when we sit down with them when they're retired because they always say, I thought my expenses were going to go down when I retired. Not magically, if they've just yeah. been growing every year since you've begun working. I mean, it's pretty hard to uh, to cut back, and that's where we see savings issues from. Is That's loss aversion again. Right. If you need to go from a 0% savings rate to a 20% savings rate, you're going to have to do a heck of a lot more than stop getting that cup of morning coffee at Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. It, it's know? more than that's just a cutting, big change. cutting back on that. And it's that a, hurts. It's a massive lifestyle change. Yeah, so rather than that, I think this... Uh, spending 50% of every raise you get for young workers in their 20s and 30s, this is really something that could, could benefit them and help them save more for retirement. Uh, form, form these good savings habits as soon as you can. Uh, uh, something like this where you automate it and you're, you're systematically increasing your savings rate every year. Do that as soon as you can. I think today is probably the best day you could start. That's good. So when we talk about these different topics. It's important to know that uh, none of the securities that we happen to mention in any of our podcasts represent past specific recommendations of Maluli Asset Management. And this podcast isn't a recommendation to buy or sell any securities that we happen to have mentioned here. More importantly, if you're relying on just a podcast for investment advice, we think you're probably making a big mistake. And so we strongly urge our listeners to consult with their own investment advisor before they make a decision to buy or sell any investment. Now, if you don't have an investment advisor, we'd be happy to answer whatever questions you have without any kind of cost or obligation. You can pick up the phone. We're in New Jersey. Our phone number is 732-223-9000. Or you can find us on the web at maluli.net. Okay, that's all we have for now. We'll be back next week with a new podcast, and thanks for tuning in.